Hello, everybody. I am so glad that you're able to join us for the season finale of the A Few of My Favorite Things podcast. As you can tell for this episode, I'm doing something just a little bit different. For instance, instead of being on the Zoom call, I'm just on a regular camera, my phone, the amazing Samsung Galaxy S10. It took forever to set that up, but we finally got that camera situated and we're doing it in the comfort of our guest home today. And really, it was just something that, you know, was just a nice change of pace, a change of scenery, you know, stuff with COVID restrictions are loosening up. People are getting vaccinated. We are both vaccinated, so we just decided that'd be just the best thing to do. I'm so grateful just to not only be in the house of my guests, but to be able to talk to my guests as well. So, Dr. J, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. It's a beautiful day, and I'm very happy to be here with you. I'm very happy to be with you as well, Dr. J. And just for a point of reference to our audience, this episode is being recorded on June 1st, 2021. It's crazy to believe it's already June, isn't it? Right. Last year this time, we were all kind of nestled away and worried about the future, and now everything's bright, and we're on our way. So, I know it's so interesting just because just with what's happened in the last year, it's really just been a lot of turbulent times and, you know, just comparing June 2020 to really just June 2021, it's just a lot of things have changed from the vaccine, like we were talking about a second ago, to just outlook on how the country was going. And I feel like we're in a better place now. I really do. Absolutely. I know that a lot of people traveled this past weekend for Memorial Day. Uh, A lot going on, a lot to look back on, a lot to remember and be thankful for. So it's a great start to the summer, this Memorial Day weekend. So a beautiful rainy day this afternoon, but I'm very happy to be able to share. I am as well. And, you know, obviously with, with rain in the forecast for the next few days, um, that's just that's Mother Nature, I suppose. But, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's kind of a nice ambiance in the background, right. if I do say so myself. <laughs> and no, we'll go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say uh, the beginning of the summer is always an exciting time. Yeah. And at the same time, you know, everything's blooming. Uh, the bees are swarming. And we get the opportunity this new year, unlike last year, to plant things and uh, to look forward to what the garden's going to look like. And so I'm excited about that. Have anything planned to plant in your garden? Well, I'm going to do some herbs, uh, the usual rosemary, cilantro, things like that. So hopefully the rabbits and the deer won't eat it up this year. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to definitely plant it and try it. So. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that, and hopefully, um, there's not you don't have too much to worry about. I know your uh, neighbor had a tendency to hunt the deer, maybe you'll hunt those rabbits as well, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, we hope not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, let's hope those rabbits stay out. Um, but seriously, um, it's, it's really great to talk with you. It really is, Dr. J. And just to give a little bit of background just on you, uh, can you just explain to the audience just a little bit of what you do? Well, I have been an educator now for 25 years plus. I uh, started uh, in the classroom, uh, a chemistry teacher, AP chemistry. I was in the classroom for seven, uh, a little over seven years. And ever since that time, I've been in higher ed. And my focus has been graduate students and teaching research statistics. Uh, I love to uh, work with students as they develop their dissertations. And also, as we look at uh, analyzing data, so those are my areas of expertise. I teach primarily now online. Uh, Ever since the pandemic, a lot of graduate students have uh, begun to prefer online education. And so that may change a little bit in the fall, but for right now, a lot of it's online. So 
Uh, that's what I do um, my uh, day job and everything else kind of centers on research for me personally and writing. Very interesting. And uh, with your research, what do you like the most about research? Finding out the unknown, I think. I, I love to go into, uh, for example, I, I have a very diverse area of interest. I not only work with school systems and looking at how test scores and test data are being influenced by uh, curricular, but at the same time I work with some um, medical doctors and I help them analyze their data as they try to get published. So I have a whole different world or avenue of things that I look at. I learned, uh, for example, right now I work very closely with a couple of, couple of uh, vein specialists. So that's been very eye-opening. I love to learn. And so looking at their data and helping them analyze and, and uh, get published has been something I've been working on for the past several uh, months, six months or so. And so that's uh, been a new avenue. But work with the law students, law schools across the country as well, looking at LSAT data and, and what students are, are doing and their trends over the past decade. So uh, looking at what's out there, what's trending, what's changing, helping others uh, make decisions based on that data. Uh, it's always been uh, one of my interests and several of my interests now. So. That is, that's very cool. And you know, you, I can just tell, and I'm sure the audience is able to tell as well that you're just involved in just a plethora of things. And that is just really cool, especially as it just relates to what you do in terms of the area of statistics. And I guess just when you were starting in your pursuit of higher education, did you ever see that you would get to this point? You know, initially uh, my goal was to work with educators, you know, uh, to make sure that I never lost touch with the classroom, but yet at the same time, I, being able to work more closely with several different uh, teachers, different districts, um, uh, being able to reach students in a different way uh, by influencing how their teachers teach, how they um, develop instruction. As time went on, I found that I like to look very carefully and closely at what they do and what works well. So not only do I also you know, work and, and write curriculum, I also look at the outcomes of that, what happens year after year after we make changes. So I have the advantage also of working with my graduate students as they develop topics. Mm. And so I get to gain insight and follow along with them and learn as well. Again, that is uh, extremely cool. And speaking of graduate students, I imagine that also you were a graduate student yourself. And I'm not <laughs> going to say the specific date or anything. but. <laughs> When you were a graduate student, um, what is something that I guess you appreciated or wish you had when you were a graduate student that you say implement still now? Well, you know, I look carefully now at how, how easily it is for students to work from home, uh, how it, you know, they don't have to go to the library and go through microfiche <laughs> or look at research and go through textbook, that textbook, they can sit at home and look at uh, information from 100 years ago or 100 days ago, 100 hours ago, and it's relevant and real to them. And um, whereas I was not able to do that, you know, uh, it was um, a growth experience nonetheless in both cases, but it would have been wonderful not to have to spend, you know, 100 hours <laughs> a month in the library. Uh, you may be able to, to work from just about anywhere. So that will be a main difference. Yeah, and it's really cool to see now, especially since you really work online, especially in that field. It's great to kind of just not only uh, have help your students in that platform and in that arena, but you're also in it with them in that arena as well. That is uh, really cool and very insightful as well.
Yeah, I always feel like sometimes that I'm cheating because <laughs> I get to learn so much, you know, as well from them because they are researching and uh, I'm going along helping them and directing them and I'm learning at the same time. So it's just a wonderful opportunity. Very cool indeed. And the next thing I wanted to get into, because I know you mentioned this as well, was just with your avenue of writing. And with that avenue of writing, from what I understand, it is something that is more or less something that you're really starting to get into now, but it's something that's kind of weighed on your heart really for the last few years. And essentially, just to tell your audience about that, just can you elaborate on that a little bit? I thought that your insight and really just your passion that was really inspirational. All right, thank you for that. Well, you know, over over time, you find that you, you know, you work with students on thesis and you develop dissertations with them. Then also I've uh, written over the years on topics centered on education, topics centered on uh, the world of educational law, educational change. But at the same time, my faith uh, seemingly was never interwoven in an overt way in that. And so uh, over the past several years, I've begun to write uh, more specifically towards that. And so uh, over the past uh, several years, I have developed uh, a, a few um, books, uh, some of which I'm still writing on, and more recently one along with uh, my sons, I developed a devotional. That's very interesting. And speaking of that uh, book that you developed with your sons, we actually have it right here. It is The Truth Is, a weekly devotional for your family by Dr. J and Sons. And really with this uh, devotional, I really had a great chance to read it. And you know, something that's really interesting about the premise of this devotional is it's, it's a weekly devotional. I don't think I've ever quite seen that before. So what was the inspiration for that? Well, what I find is that there were a lot of books out uh, there for a day-to-day -day devotional. And it seems like you would pick up a topic and you would have three or four sentences or maybe a couple paragraphs and that was it was over. And I found that I, I preferred to stick with something for a while, to really uh, delve into it, to get a, a you know, complete understanding, and then also to have the opportunity to share with my family, to talk it over, to see how does this affect you, you know, um, what does it mean to, to you, uh, does it have relevant meaning in your life today, and if it does, share with us so that we can, you know, go further and look at it. So over a period of week, um, you can start on, on a Sunday or any, any day of the week, and by the end of that week, it could totally have a different meaning or a different purpose, and then if you, uh, include the readings or sometimes we even have suggested movies or books to read along with it you have the opportunity to prefer the discussion and it could as i said begin uh, to have one meaning for you initially and by the end of the week you have a total different uh purpose in your life for it and that's that's really interesting just because you know just with the process of reading things you know it, I could imagine that the people who look into the devotional, they, for instance, might just start off with just the block text. Others might start off with the scripture readings, or some even might even start off with the recommended recommended movies or TV shows. I think I saw Greenleaf in there. But, you know, it's, it's so interesting how that can just be taken and the approach that can go into that. And obviously the way you look at it on day seven is just obviously going to be different than the way you look at it on day one. So I think the premise of that is actually quite interesting. And so far, just with the process of publishing the book, which was published this year, if I'm not mistaken, mm -hmm. what has been the reaction and just the responses you've received so far just from the overall style of the book? Well, we received a lot of positive feedback. Um, most have elaborated on just what you asked about, uh, the fact that they appreciated having a weekly opportunity to look at something and didn't feel like they had to rush through it 
or jump on to the next day because there was a new date. And the other part of that was that they were appreciated being introduced to topics that maybe they had not, you know, uh, come across before. One of the, the, the focal points of writing the book was to give everyone an opportunity to uh, kind of take a step back, you know. We all are going through life. This is a journey. Yeah. And how we approach each and everything tends to have a, an answer. It has repercussions. It has um, expectations that are written out for us in the text of the Bible. That, is, that We have expectations that are given to us from God. And so as we go through our journey of life, sharing with each other will help each, each of us to, to uh, navigate that more clearly, more uh, securely, if you will, and with a lot more confidence. And, and also to show that, you know, we all are going through very similar things. That's very beautiful to hear. And just in, in light of that as well, obviously, we touched on this earlier in the conversation with the coronavirus pandemic. Now, I'm, I'm curious, um, when, I guess, the general time frame of when these, uh, these selections and really just passages are written, I'd imagine that they weren't all written uh, during the time of the coronavirus pandemic. But even looking on, assuming that these were written before that happened, even looking on when these were written, I guess before, you know, 2020 happened, how would you say that the message still holds true, not only just during the pandemic, but also after it as well? Yes. Well, you know, most of the passages were written in 2018 and 2019, actually. Mm. Um, I would say that um, as we looked at those passages, they were to uh, stand the test of time. You know, no matter what you're going through in life, no matter where you are, even regardless of your age group, uh, there's a way to draw and learn from each of those. Uh, only a few of those were written uh, in the month of January or February of 2020. I mean, less than five. And so, um, again, it, they were inspirational as we look back over our lives. Mine's a lot, uh, a lot more years than my children. But uh, they, were, they, they were inspirational to us as we went through things in our lives, as yeah. we witnessed things in our lives, as we experienced them through the eyes of others or through uh, the experiences of others we just uh, decided to write about those topics and so those topics are timeless okay um a pandemic or um a wildfire or a flood or a tornado those things have happened over and over again uh as we as we deal with loss if, as we deal with grief as we deal with the failings of others or the triumphs of others they happen over and over again and so Again, we think all of those will stand through regardless of what we're going through, a pandemic, um, national baseball championship, <laughs> uh, those sporting events that did not happen last year, or those that we are looking forward to this year. That, that's really interesting. And, you know, uh, touching also on what you're saying with uh, your children writing this as well, um, I'll be honest with you, I haven't heard too many, uh, I guess, passion projects, especially in the spiritual realm for uh siblings and even parents writing something together. I think one that comes to mind was uh, a mother-daughter duo that I, uh, a book in the spiritual realm that I became uh, familiar with really earlier this year. They were they were from Canada, but you know, it was still an interesting book as well. But, you know, just in that process, I can imagine that it can be a, perhaps a bonding experience. It can be something that causes you to look differently, not just at the way you think spiritually, but just at the way you just look at each other, just 
in terms of ideologically, uh, just in the way you interact in the real world, and really, what did you notice when you were children and you just wrote these devotionals together? What was that process like? Well, first of all, I'll say it was very natural because um, ever since they were born, we've always prayed together. You know, teaching them how to pray, um, initially going down on your knees, uh, the words uh, coming from your heart, not memorized, uh, letting them listen to me pray, what it was, why it was meaningful for, for them to listen to me pray so they understand uh, what life is and, and what my concerns are. Uh, those things have never changed, whether they were one years of age, one year old, or uh, as they are currently now, 20 and 23, they still listen to me pray. And my prayers uh, only change in um, relationship to what they are going through and what they are experiencing in their lives. Uh, the, I still probably call their names uh, in prayer 20 to 25 times a day. That, that has never changed. And uh, they understand and realize that. Our reading devotionals together, reading um, Bible stories together, reading the Bible together, going to vacation Bible school together, <laughs> going to church together, those things uh, have always been commonplace in our lives. So um, when they went off to college, uh, we continued that even uh, by phone, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at a certain time of, of the day or you know, during the pandemic, um, sometimes when they were home, we had to readjust because we had gotten acclimated to Zooming or going by phone. But it was natural because as they have spoken to me and as we have conferenced and prayed together and talked things out over these years, watching uh, them and um, working alongside of them writing, uh, as I said, it was, it was very natural. Um, I will be honest, reading their words has always been the, the most fulfilling and the most wonderful thing to experience as a parent, to, to, to still read what they write, uh, because that is the most genuine thing you can experience, I think, is what someone actually feels, and they put it, watching them and read, reading after they actually put it down on paper. All the curtains are back then. All the uh, all the layers are back, wow. and it is wonderful to to have that open book and to and to have a, a very clear uh, vantage point of of what they feel, even beyond what you already believed. Yeah. So it was actually again a very easy process. Uh, we love to edit each other's writing and to read over it and say, did you mean this? Oh, I've forgotten all about that. Oh, that's wonderful. I forgot that we'd watched that together. Um, I, I will uh, never uh, forget the opportunity and we, uh, we look forward to, to others, uh, those opportunities. That is just, uh, but it's simply just really cool based because Oftentimes, with just parents and just you know people, just over children as well. It's like the creativity or this the way that words are put from pen to paper or pencil to paper. That almost seems is only in just a limited frame of life. You know, it's just that period. If you know, like the the rudimentary language that you see when they're in elementary school or even in some cases even middle school. But to see that in a a setting where, for instance, they're in college even 
to still see that happen. Mm-hmm. I can imagine that's very beautiful to see and it's just really impactful. It is, it is, because now I, I realize what an impact they can actually have on others. You know, seeing them as young men uh, who uh, have their own uh, views of things, um, have a different way of exp- expressing uh, how they feel. They have different experiences than I have. Obviously, they are men, and so they automatically will. Uh, but to get a, a full view of it is very compelling, and to know that they're influencing others and they are also influencing me. It's a wonderful thing, because that's, that's the one thing I didn't expect, is how their words and their experiences would influence me. I'm so accustomed to it going the other way. And so that was, that was uh, not expected, but so welcomed, and um, uh, over, I'm, I've been overwhelmed by it. I'm yeah. thankful for it. Very beautiful. Do you have a specific instance of that happening? Well, you know, I, I thought um, recently of how uh, both uh, my sons have written about their childhoods, okay, and how certain instances that they remembered that I really had forgotten about so impacted how they view life now. And I think that goes to every parent's heart to recognize that everything that you do with your children and for your children is an example to them forever. They will draw from that. They will glean from that what's important. They will take it on with them as adults and they will share it with the world and their own families one day. And so that's why it's so important to have such positive uh, experiences, to uh, be a role model in such a way that uh, they know that you've always lived your life according to the Word of God and according to the expectations of Christ, such that never uh, in the the future can they ever say that, you know, you said something that you did not live. And they hopefully would draw from that. And I actually can see that in their writing, that they, they, found, they find strength and assurance in uh, what they know to be true and real, and they are building a foundation for life off of that. And, and that is uh, just about in, that's everything I could ever pray and hope for. Hello, everybody. I hope you have enjoyed the show thus far. In the bio, you will notice that I have posted two links. One is a link to my local guide profile. I am a freelance reviewer for Google. So far, my scores of reviews, hundreds of photos, and over 1,000 total contributions since 2018 have been seen by over 5.4 million people. I have done reviews on sporting venues, restaurants, theme parks, airports, grocery stores, and more across several states. The other is a link to a blog I have started last year. The blog is entitled, Going Places, Eating Things, and it is something I definitely look forward to developing even more so. Be sure to subscribe to email notifications on the website to know when I make my latest post. Links to Dr. J's book are also included in the podcast description. You can buy it directly from the publisher or on Amazon. Back to the conversation with Dr. J. Absolutely beautiful. And I guess another thing that I'm also curious about is just 
with really your sons. I'm assuming with with uh, Dr. J and sons, those are two, three, how many? <laughs> They're two. Okay, very interesting. <laughs> two. <laughs> yeah, very interesting. And with your two sons, um, obviously you were saying that one was 23 and one was 20. And just, just really with that process, um, ultimately how would you say what you've learned in the way they've interacted with each other through this process? They have actually... Um, grown i i grown closer uh, grown closer and grown to respect each other's uh, viewpoints and uh, feelings even more i believe because as i said before um, watching and 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 listening to someone is quite different from reading what they truly feel deep down because it all comes out in 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 your writing Um, i i know that um, the youngest has always traditionally been um, more um, outgoing and therefore very, he he expresses himself very easily and he is so very talented and uh, approachable and loving in in just about every word is spoken. The oldest is just as loving and approachable and um, insightful and and has such a way with understanding every um, unique God created um, difference in every person and I think they have simply grown to to draw from each other and that has been I think another advantage of the book is that although those things have always been apparent they have learned how to um, if you would feed off of each other in those areas, and they have strengthened uh, those areas uh, of their of their personality, of their of their being, uh, even more. Yeah. I guess my uh, my last question for this book in particular is just with the timing of it. Do you feel like this book should have happened sooner? Should have happened later? Or do you feel like this was just the perfect time for it to just be published? I personally think it, it was. Hello, radio listeners. I am so glad that you are tuning in and hopefully enjoying the show. In case you didn't know, this show also exists as a podcast. It is on whatever platform you listen to podcasts on and YouTube. So whether you want to watch the video version of this podcast or listen to a previous episode, you can and you should. Through these platforms, you can more easily reach out to me and see my other content. I desire to hear what you think of the show and the other things I do. I'm a volunteer local guide for Google Maps and a blogger, among many other things. I'm Garrett Grove, and thank you for listening to the A Few of My Favorite Things podcast on WDSV 91.9, Greenville's only community radio station. More than the average person. And our conversations over that freshman year probably got me through it because we talked about our faith, we wrote about our faith, and the timing was more of a uh, opportunity to help us through that, that first year. And so the timing was perfect. And for um, my oldest one, who is about to graduate um, college, with his first degree, he was going through a time frame of figuring out what he was going to do with 
you know, the, the next several years. Of course, now he is in graduate school, but that was a process, and it was a hard one uh, to, to, to make, uh, to go through, because he had to decide on whether or not he would just, uh, try to, you know, start in a career, and then if he was going to go to graduate school, where? <laughs> and what that would all look like, you know, whether you would be a full-time graduate student or get a job and all that sort of thing. So uh, it helped him and me work through what Christ would want him to do, what would be best for him, safest for him, um, set him on a path for life. Okay, so as he was writing, he was growing and I was growing as... Um, I was writing, I was learning to let go some. <laughs> I was also uh, learning um, just how wonderful the two of them actually are and how uh, they have become the brightest and most uh, um, uh, God-fearing and strong, ethical young men. And I don't uh, try to take credit for that. I, I say that it's all God. That is all of their efforts, and that it's a village that's helped me to raise them. And so, perfect timing for the three of us. And I pray that whenever anyone decides to, to purchase it, and I hope they do, it would be perfect timing uh, for them as well. Of course, and the uh, I guess the last key thing is to make sure you get it from westbowpress.com <laughs> too, right? There are a lot of sources out there, but I think the hardback book comes in a lot faster from Westbow. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And just speaking of books as well, um, obviously I know that this is not the only thing that you have in store for the future in terms of just your writing aspirations. Uh, now, obviously, you also want to incorporate, you, you plan, said you wanted to plan to incorporate your children as well into that, but would you say there's anything in the works that you feel comfortable sharing right now, or you just want to <laughs> kind of just uh, kind of keep it on the uh, the ambiguous uh, tone right at the moment? Well, well, no, I don't mind sharing at all. I mean, uh, from, from my personal writing, not, not professional, but from my personal writing, I have a book that is uh, almost complete, about 95% complete, and wow. it is... It is a, um, a slant of one of the entries from The Truth Is Devotional, and that is it is, it is more uh, fictional, but it is about a journey of uh, a woman's life that has had a lot of ups and downs and curves, and, but at the same time, Christ was walking alongside of her all along the way. Uh, and I think the... the um, the most intriguing thing about that book is that it is all about the realities that many women face in life as you go from 15 to 115, the things that we go through and how we journey through that. And so uh, it, is a, it is again um, going to be a, a, a headline of the truth is with a slant of I've been here before. So, and in terms of working with um, my sons again, I think uh, they will primarily direct that book in that it's going to be uh, about young men going through life mm -hmm. and how all the areas of their lives uh, supports them, so whether it's their parents, their grandparents, uh, their uh, professors, their teachers, their friends, and um, society as a whole. Wow. 
And that's uh, extremely interesting and extremely just... Just let me know when you get that posted, okay? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll be definitely buying those books. It definitely sounds very interesting. Now, obviously, I can, I can tell just with everything you have going on from the books, as we can tell, again, with the truth is, Westbo uh, Press, be sure to get it, as well as just future aspirations, as well as just with research as well. I can tell that you just have a, a lot of things going on as well, and plus you like the garden, and, you know, you're chilling your house at the moment with this nice uh, lamp and these uh, <laughs> so it's very comfortable by the way thank you for inviting me here but I guess something else I just want to say is how do you just balance it all I mean that's just something I've always just been intrigued by just because based off what you were saying if I'm not mistaken you teach somewhere upwards of 10 classes you you, you at, before you you moved to your new house you're basically driving from Brandon the Clinton every, <laughs> every day which is like I act also crazy from also just other ventures with students as just well as just 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 life in general so how do you just balance everything well you know I've always tried to prioritize what's most important you know and um, prior to uh, my sons graduating from high school obviously they were number one and so uh, everything from debates to band competitions to um, uh, whatever is going on with plays that was my priority. I can honestly say I've never missed a field trip from <laughs> pre-K through 12th grade. And so everything else would take a back seat. So after finding, after um, placing what's a priority first, then everything else comes after that. And typically that's going to be what best supports uh, my family, okay? Um, Beginning a day early is something that's important. I think that's something I passed on to my sons for sure, <laughs> because they are uh, two people who go to bed early, meaning you know before ten o'clock, and they are very early risers. And I think the earlier you get up, the um, after a good good night's rest, the more you can accomplish that day. And if you are well rested, uh, you take great care of yourself as much as possible then you can get more into your day. Uh, they also work out early, and that's something that they've always seen me do. Now, of course, my metabolism is not like theirs anymore, <laughs> but I certainly uh, try to begin the day with uh, a routine, whether that's working out inside the house or outside the house, and they are in, they are in impeccable shape. And I think that helps because when you uh, get enough sleep, you rise early, you uh, get your brain going with a good workout, and you uh, take great care of your, yourself, you tend to get a lot in. Um, I'll also say prior, beyond prioritizing, write it down. Right? What are you going to accomplish today and this right. week and this year? And have a path and a game plan for getting there. Um, I also, now that I, I do have an empty nest, I know that um, whereas I am a uh, person that makes a lot of lists, and my husband does not, but I make a lot of lists, you know, this is what I accomplish on Mondays, this is what I do on Fridays, and this is what I do, you know, on Wednesday morning versus Wednesday afternoons, and I get it done. And quite frankly, the more I um, have to do, not, you know, over the top, but the more I have to do, the more I am engaged in, the more I get done. It's really inspiring, Dr. J, and honestly, I'm sure that you just kind of learned this through just the process of just living, you know, would you say that's the case, or just <laughs> read this from a book somewhere? No, I can't say that I've necessarily read it from a book, but I can tell you that I've had great role models in my life, and my parents, my father's military, so it's one of those things where I've never seen him lay around, 
He's always gotten up early, always gone to work. My grandfather, his father, uh, as a small child, I watched him leave the leave to go to work at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning, 4.30 in the morning. Uh, early risers, get to work, get it done, come home and start all over doing whatever you need to do it for your family. Great role models. I've watched my mom, you know, get several degrees while raising a family of four, uh, you know, working at night, working what, and doing whatever it, it took. And uh, at no time did the house ever suffer, <laughs> you know, at no time were the children ever put <laughs> uh, anything other than first, uh, making great sacrifices because that is uh, not only uh, your responsibility, but it is your joy and your privilege in life. And that's how I've seen it. That's, I know that's how they saw it. Uh, and it definitely had a great bearing on my life. I've had great um, people around me as well, people who love Christ, who live life in that manner. I think as we live, you also serve others. Uh, serving others um, is a great way of finding energy, doing for others, um, and sharing what you have as much as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's also uh, an important way, uh, not only to give back, but, but to show Christ and, mm-hmm. and to give homage to who he is. Hello, everybody. I hope you have enjoyed the show thus far. In the bio, you will notice that I have posted two links. One is a link to my local guide profile. I am a freelance reviewer for Google. So far, my scores of reviews, hundreds of photos, and over 1,000 total contributions since 2018 have been seen by over 5.4 million people. I have done reviews on sporting venues, restaurants, theme parks, airports, grocery stores, and more across several states. The other is a link to a blog I have started last year. The blog is entitled, Going Places, Eating Things, and it is something I definitely look forward to developing even more so. Be sure to subscribe to email notifications on the website to know when I make my latest post. Links to Dr. J's book are also included in the podcast description. You can buy it directly from the publisher or on Amazon. Back to the conversation with Dr. J. A segment that I always just love doing towards the uh, end of the show is I always like to uh, just give a moment for the guests to just just talk about something that they just feel like is really interesting and compelling to them. Um, obviously, I want to do the same for you, Dr. J. And um, I just want to give you this moment to just talk about something that just is weighing on your heart or just comes to mind for you that you feel like just needs to be shared with the audience. Does anything come to mind? I think for a moment about just where we are in, in, in our society. We have indeed come through a year that has been very hard for a lot of people. Uh, a lot of people have experienced a lot of loss, uh, a lot of sadness, a lot of grief, a lot of pain. And I think it is important to always stop and just simply be thankful. Be thankful for uh, your loved ones, the, the blessings of life, health, and strength. I am so grateful for uh, uh, my family. Um, I have uh, two wonderful sisters. Uh, both are inspirational to me and in all that they have gone through and accomplished. They've given me <laughs> nieces, <laughs> you know, after you have wonderful sons, it's great to have nieces to shop for. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm so I'm grateful. 
I have uh, a wonderful brother who, you know, who annoyed me, you know, most of my life (laughs) (laughs) when I was young, but I I don't think that he even realized just how much he is such a, a pillar of strength for me. And so when you look at your, your parents, your, 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 your siblings, your, your close family, my children, uh, my husband, and you, you see that everyone's doing just fine. Your loved ones, your friends, you know, yeah. everyone's doing just fine. And uh, even for those who are not, there's just simply so much to be thankful for. You know, I sit here across from you, you know, and I am so thankful and so grateful and so in awe. Who would have ever thought <laughs> I would be being interviewed? <laughs> so thank you for this opportunity. Of course, I really do appreciate it. And just, uh, ladies and gentlemen of the audience, I have one more thing before I uh, do the sign-off. But, uh, Dr. J, I just want to thank you so much for joining for the show. It's just really appreciated. And before, you know, we go to the end, I do have one announcement I would like to say. Dr. J is just a little bit more than just my guest. She is also my mother. I do appreciate the conversation. But just to go more in-depth with the podcast, she has just been very inspirational and has just been very instrumental to just helping this process go along. She's just been a, a pillar of support as well with my own pursuits as it relates to this podcast. And it was just a joy to help contribute to this devotional in particular. But also it was just, it, it's been really appreciated to you for have you by my side as well in this endeavor. Obviously, you know that this, this started by accident. <laughs> it started as a, a school assignment that, uh, I probably put way too much time into it in the fall semester of 2020, but I've enjoyed it immensely. And, you know, this conversation was definitely a long time coming. It really was. And ultimately, just with the process of just having these conversations, it's always important to just be able to connect with the audience. And that's why having it over a visual medium this season was just really important for me. Obviously, kind of doing it on Zoom kind of might have been a drag at certain points. Next season, I'll be sure to upgrade my camera so the visual quality <laughs> is a lot better on my end. I finally figured out which end to point the mic. I know that's terrible, <laughs> but ultimately, I really have to say that this has just been a, uh, a very inspirational and it's just really just been a great time just having these conversations. And you've really been an inspiration for me as well, Mom, just being the person who's just always just gotten in and put what they want and basically making sure it happens. I remember really about two years ago, actually, when I graduated from high school, I said that of all the people that I would want to make sure has a brutacular day, I would want it to be you. <laughs> and you know, something that I've said at the end of each episode to my audience as well is just to say, have a prosperous day. And, you know, there are very few people that I really wouldn't want to have more of a prosperous day than you. I truly mean that. And it really is just a joy and inspiration to just talk with you and just really know that just deep down someone is listening and someone is uh, by my side and everything that I do. It really does mean something. It really is very uh, impactful. It really is. I love you. I love you too, Mom. (laughs) And... I guess anything else you'd like to say? Just thank you. Thank you. It's a great opportunity. I love love this. This was great. Dr. J, uh, (laughs) Mom, um, thank you so much. And also, as as you were probably able to infer, this is going to be the last episode of the season for this season. And there is going to be a third season. We're going to 
do just we're going to do a few different topics next season, but we're going to keep a lot of the things the same. Um, obviously, I I am so appreciative of the fact that you have just stuck it through and just watched all of the episodes this season. If you haven't already, please be sure to look at the episodes for this season as well as the previous season if you haven't. But seriously, feedback is something I desperately crave. And I'm not just saying that just to say that. I'm actually very serious. And if you have any suggestions, if you have any things that you like to say about this season or really last season, please be free to let me know. I don't get offended easy, I promise. I'm not sensitive or anything. I would really like to hear what you have to say, and truly, I would want to see where this goes. Kind of like what I said, no matter if I get 100,000 subscribers or 100, I'm truly trying to do my best to create a quality product, so your feedback is appreciated. Just in general as well, it's been a joy. A lot of people along the way have been very instrumental to having this happen, and just in general, you are a big part of that, the viewers. I was really blown away just with the amount of views and just how many people watched the first episode or this season. I was not expecting that. And just for the people who really stuck on for this season, it's just as monumental as well. So that is very appreciated. I probably rambled on enough, but ultimately it was just a joy to have another amazing conversation for the podcast. And, and as always, stay prosperous. Thanks again to Dr. J, Mom, for making the time as always. Thanks to Diamond Style for the amazing music since Season 1, Episode 1 of the podcast. I hope you found this episode as awesome to listen to as it was for us to have. And we hope you like reading the devotional, The Truth Is, as much as Dr. J and Sons enjoyed writing it. I think we had some pretty awesome guests. And hey, before Season 3 happens, there will actually be some podcast-related content posted exclusively to YouTube. Expect to see that exclusive content in early July. The link to my channel is in this podcast episode's description. Let's just say that you will see many of the guests from this season again. As always, stay prosperous.